Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Work Show, Der Ausblick, which is our preview of this weekend's game between Bayern Munich and FC Augsburg. My name is Chuck Smith and I am right back here with you every week uh, with this show. Uh, since about mid-season, we uh, flipped the format of our podcast up a little bit. So I've been leading you through everything here. So if you're angry about the uh, lack of trophies this season, maybe I had something to do with that. I'm, I'm, I'm an albatross, uh, <clears throat> to be honest. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here and, and, and ready to discuss Bayern's last match of the season. And apologies for the late release on this. I had some work duties uh, get in the way today, and then I had some dad responsibilities and about the only responsibility I have right now is to drink this beer sitting next to me, a little Blanche de Bruxelles action here, my favorite beer. So uh, Lafay Brewing Company, I think uh, you should send me a few cases if you hear this. So uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> let's get right down to this one. And uh, this should be a fun one for a lot of obvious reasons. Uh, namely, Robert Lewandowski will be chasing Gerd Muller's record. He has tied the record uh, as of right now and he will be shooting to break it this week so let's take a quick look at the recent form of each team see where they're at in the standings and then we'll dive into the game as for Bayern Munich they are the league champions sitting atop the table they have 23 wins six draws and four losses over their last five games they have three wins one draw one loss and last week as we all know they suffered a 2-2 draw to SC Freiburg who was, <clears throat> quite frankly, very good in the game at frustrating Bayern. And, uh, you know, I think once Hansi Flick made those subs uh, in the second half last week, uh, the, the wheels really came off for Bayern and Freiburg took advantage of it. So uh, that's a game that Bayern Munich easily probably wins earlier in the season. But given the state of things, the fact that they had already clinched the championship, um, I think Hansi Flick wanted to play some of his reserves get them some field time, and ultimately it cost the team. But in reality, it didn't really cost them anything. Uh, they're still league champions. As for Augsburg, they are sitting in 12th place. They have 10 wins, 6 draws, and an astounding 17 losses. Over the course of their last five games, Augsburg has one win, one draw, and three losses. Last week, they uh, picked up a 2-0 win over Werder Bremen, which as you can imagine, made one member of the BFD, BFW community extremely happy. I think we all know who that is. So uh, Augsburg, for the difficulties they've had this season, they really established themselves as a firmly middle of the pack to lower end of the pack team in the Bundesliga, but good enough to stay up and not really be threatened to uh, drop down like some other teams. But when we look at this matchup, I think it's one of those things where you have to look at everything going on outside the uh, lines on the pitch. So for Bayern Munich, this is obviously going to be an emotional game for a lot of reasons. Uh, first and foremost, you have Robert Lewandowski chasing Gerd Muller's record. And <clears throat> with that, I, I, I want to just say this. like I'm, I'm a history guy. Like I love old records. I respect just the old players in, in every sport. So uh, when I see someone get close to a record, part of me is like, oh, let's preserve the history. This is great. 
it gives all of these players something to shoot for to break such a, an old and established record. But with this case, I really am excited to see if Lewandowski can do it. If there's any player who has embodied <clears throat> the journey of a footballer, it is Robert Lewandowski. This is a guy who went through so many ups and downs, uh, was able to establish himself and then create uh, just a real sense of stardom for himself. This is a self-made player. This is not, he is not a player that was really gifted with everything. I mean, granted, he is physically gifted. We're not, we would never deny that. But this was a guy who had to fight and claw for everything in his career. And the fact that he's gotten to this stage, that he's gotten to this point, that he could break such a prestigious record, I think that it's hard not to root for him to do it. Even if you are a nostalgic history buff like I am, I am on Team Lewandowski here. I want to see him do it. I think it would be a special moment for him, for the club, for the Bundesliga as a whole. And I know that there is a large sentiment out there that wants to see Lewandowski stay tied. And I get that. I think that's, you know, it's actually pretty cool. But um, I think Lewandowski, for everything he's been through in his career, everything he's had to deal with in his life, I think he's... I think he deserves it. I think he's earned this. So I'm really rooting for him to do that against Augsburg. I think it would be just a great moment for any football fan to see. So hopefully that happens. But some of the other reasons this is really going to be kind of an emotional day for Bayern Munich include the departures of so many key players and staff members. And no, I'm not talking about Douglas Costa and Thiago Dantas, okay? I don't think anybody's really going to be mourning uh, the return of those two players on their loans. No offense to them, but uh, there are some bigger name folks uh, that will be uh, appearing at the Allianz Arena on the sidelines or on the pitch for the last time. And let's start with Hansi Flick, obviously. Flick, if you've listened to this podcast, if you have read our site, BavarianFootballWorks.com, you know where I stand on Flick. I think he is a genius. And I think he's a genius <clears throat> just as much for the way he manages personnel as he is for the tactics and strategy he he puts forth on the pitch i think flick has really mastered getting a team to rally around him getting a team to believe in him and he's really uh, one of the best coaches i've ever seen it build, establishing and building relationships with players and seeing them evolve over the course of his god what's it been a year and a half with the club he has really impacted so many players, whether you're talking about Thomas Muller or uh, Kingsley Coman or Robert Lewandowski, uh, David Alaba, Alfonso Davies. This is a guy who has went out of his way to work with his players, to get them to trust in him, and he's gotten the most out of them because of that trust, because of that communication. So we've covered everything about Flick's departure in depth and ad nauseum and Obviously, I think a lot of people are still sad uh, to see him go, and I'm I'm not really happy about it to this day. So, um, you know, for me, it's it's a little tough because I just admire his work so much as a coach. I'll miss being able to see that on a daily and weekly basis, just how he approaches the game, how he looks to innovate, and how he really goes out of his way to build an actual team. Flick did not foster an environment where. He wanted to bring in big name transfers all the time and just build a super team. This is a guy who wanted to have a mix of good players, a mix of star players, work with young players and, and establish, help them get established. 
And he was able to do that with Bayern Munich over the past season and a half with such a plum. You just have to to really uh, admire the work that he's done. And that doesn't even factor in all of the winning that he's done over the past year and a half. Another coach that's leaving uh, Hermann Gerland is uh, it's really sent the Bayern Munich community, uh, the fan community, into a bit of a frenzy because this is a, a man that's been at the club for so long and he has just kind of been an iconic figure there. Uh, so many players credit him with helping them in their development and his just another one of these guys who relies so much on the ability to build relationships with players and to communicate that he has uh, really been a fixture at the club for so long. And again, he's another guy that's leaving uh, not on bad terms by any means, but he's not leaving the way you would want to see a 66-year-old go out. Obviously, I mean, I he's only 66. Somehow he looks like he's 76. So it's kind of funny, but by all accounts, he is an excellent coach. He is a, an excellent mentor to so many players. Uh, it, it's very sad to see him go. But, uh, you know, I think it was a mix of things. I think he was kind of trapped up in uh, that conflict between Hansi Flick and Barrazzo. I think uh, the entire coaching staff, it seems, was rubbed the wrong way with that, and including Miroslav Klose, who was also leaving. Um, but, you know, as far as Garland goes, uh, it's just a shame, and, and in a lot of ways, like I'm sure that the the conflicts with Brazo were were a part of it. But I think that Julian Nagelsmann also wanted to come in and establish himself and kind of start his own era here. And while no one has said it, I think it's pretty safe to assume that Nagelsmann just wanted to go in a different direction, which is which is pretty unfortunate. I think he could have uh, used Garland's ex- expertise and ability to relate with players. Um, I don't think those things can be easily overlooked and they are certainly uh, not easy to replicate. So uh, Herman Garland will, will be sorely missed on the grounds of Sabiner Strasse and uh, hopefully he is able to land on his feet and close out his career the way he wants to. As for some of the players that will be leaving, obviously these are these are players that are I mean, you could call them club legends. You could call them borderline club legends. But in any event, David Alaba, Javi Martinez, and Jerome Boateng are all excellent players. Uh, In their respective primes, uh, were just world-class players, to be honest. Uh, You could probably argue that David Alaba is on the tail end of his prime, but it's pretty safe to say that Jerome Boateng and Javi Martinez have seen better days while... Boateng is probably more equipped to move on and be an effective player elsewhere. Uh, Martinez is really at that stage of his career where he's going to have to go to a a bit of a smaller club if he wants to be uh, on the field consistently. Uh, And, you know, I guess it's really up to him how he wants to finish this out. Uh, If he wants to be a, a player that continues on for three to four more years or maybe even longer, He's going to have to move to a smaller club. I don't think anyone uh, would deny that. But it will be interesting to see. I mean, he's also a valuable veteran to have. He's versatile. He can play quite quite a few positions. And he is, by all accounts, a great locker room guy. So I'm sure he will have plenty of suitors, as will Boateng. Uh, both of those players still have something to offer. Uh, I would expect Boateng to actually land somewhere where he'll be a starter for at least another year or two. 
Uh, I think he's got more than enough gas in the tank to be an effective player. As for Alaba, obviously great player, uh, versatile player, has done so much, great team leader, uh, one of the true mentors on the team. You always hear younger players talk about Alaba and how he's worked with them, whether that would be Chris Richards uh, when he was uh, just first brought over to Germany. Alaba kind of took him under his wing. Alfonso Davies was another example of a player who Alaba worked closely with, even though they were competing for the same spot at one time. Uh, it, it's just a, it's a it's a really really big loss to the club to lose, you know those five figures in Flick, Garland, Alaba, Martinez, and Boateng, and like I said, that doesn't even count Closa and some of the other people that will be exiting. It's a really tough time for Bayern, so I'm sure emotions will be flowing tomorrow. Uh, they'll be celebrating and sad all at the same time, probably for a bunch of different reasons. But uh, you know that's one of the things you have to look at for this game and. Just how will that impact Bayern Munich over the course of this? Obviously, I don't think we're going to be seeing the uh, Cinderella ending that we had with Frank Ribery and Arjen Robin when they both scored in their last Bundesliga game, if I'm remembering that correctly. I don't quite think we'll be seeing that out of this trio of players, but uh, it'll be special nonetheless. Uh, as far as a guess for tomorrow's lineup, what we do know is that Hansi Flick is going to do the right thing. Uh, unlike what how Niko Kovac handled things a couple of years back with Rafinha. And he will start Alaba, Martinez, and Boateng, all in the uh, 11 that will kick off the game. So let's just get right down to it, knowing that we know that we're going to see Robert Lewandowski up top. I think we will see Thomas Muller behind Lewandowski. And on the wings, this is always tough because I never seem to get Hansi Flick's line of thinking correct. I'll go with Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané uh, as the pairing tomorrow. I will not be shocked if we see Kingsley Coman. Uh, heck, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Jamal Musiala. After all, he's probably been the best of the quartet over the past five to six weeks. Uh, in the midfield, I'm going to say Joshua Kimmich and Javi Martinez, although I guess we could see Martinez drop to center back and Alaba slide into the midfield. Either way, Martinez will start, so I'll just say that he'll play the six and uh, kind of relive his glory days with Bayern one last time. As for the back line, I think we'll see Alfonso Davies, David Alaba, Jerome Boateng, and Benjamin Pavar as that back four. And, of course, Manuel Neuer will be in between the sticks. As for a prediction, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Not really. Uh, I'm going to say that Bayern Munich is going to win 4-0 and as much as this game has the potential for a letdown because of all the emotion, because of all the potential distraction that's going on with people leaving, new coach coming in, Lewandowski chasing the record, I just think Bayern in the end is a better team. They're a focused team. I think this is one of the times that you're going to see them rally around Hansi Flick and really make an effort to send him out a winner. Not to mention Martinez and Alaba and Boateng. I think that the team is really going to rally for this game. They're going to be pumped up. They're going to be psyched. Obviously, they want to get Lewandowski the record as well. There is so much for Bayern Munich to play for that even though there will be some sad feelings, I'm sure, after the game, that they're going to go out and do everything they can to win this one. Get three points, close the season on a great note, and send off all of their coaching staff and fellow teammates who will be leaving out as winners. 
I think this is just the way it's going to go, and I expect Bayern Munich to look pretty dominant tomorrow. So thank you all for listening, and what is the final Der Ausblick of this Bundesliga season? I hope you have enjoyed uh, all of the episodes, not just the ones that I've hosted. <laughs> so uh, it is, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed doing these shows weekly and uh, getting to connect with some of you online. Uh, it's been great. So uh, hopefully I'll be back in the mix with the podcast, either with Jake and Tom or with something else uh, coming up. But we will have a new slate of shows, have some new people working their way through the rotation. We've got a lot of exciting things planned. So stick with us here. Thanks again for listening throughout the season. You can always reach me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter or find me every day at BavarianFootballWorks.com. As always, I love when you guys come in and comment on our posts or the podcast, so keep those coming in. And just want to say, uh, I'm going to finish this beer now, and then I'm probably going to pass out because I am tired as hell. So I will see you all next time, which could be months from now. Bye.